Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're gonna be going in-depth into my week number eight, top 36 wide receiver rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you are to follow me on Twitter or X. Please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my week number eight, top 36 wide receiver rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin in the S tier for my wide receiver rankings for week number eight with AJ Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Washington Commanders this week in Washington. Last time up against the Commanders, AJ Brown was the wide receiver one on the week with nine receptions for 175 yards and not one but two touchdowns in that game. AJ Brown is on fire going for over 125 yards in five straight games. This man has been dominant. 50 Shades of Grey style and I expect him to do it yet again up against a not-so-hot Washington Commanders defense. At number two, we have Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins going up against the New England Patriots in Miami. Now, Tyreek Hill did leave us a little bit confused. You know, he didn't practice on Wednesday, and a lot of people were like, oh, Tyreek Hill is going to potentially be out, but Tyreek Hill says he is good to go for Sunday, the wide receiver three in three straight weeks. Now, last time out against the Patriots, he was the wide receiver 32 on the week, but I think that was up against a much better, I don't think I know. That was up against a much stronger Patriots defense because that was back in week two. Now the guy that was covering Tyreek Hill is out. So Tyreek Hill should be in a much better situation this week against the Patriots. Am I going to bang the drum and say he is a lock this week to be the number one receiver or even a top three receiver? Probably not because of the matchup against the Patriots, but it is basically impossible for me to rank him lower due to what he has done this season. The man is 98 yards away from hitting a thousand yards on the season, and it's only been seven games played. Next up, we move to wide receiver number three, Keenan Allen of the LA Chargers going up against the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football, down week for him last week as the wide receiver 41, but he still had nine targets without Mike Williams. It is very evident that Keenan Allen is the clear alpha wide receiver on this team, and he is going up against what might be described as the worst defense in the NFL. At number four, we got Amon Ross St. Brown of the Detroit Lions going up against the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football at home in Detroit. Wide receiver 6-1 and one over the last two weeks with 15 or more targets in two straight weeks. We just described the Bears as one of the worst defenses in the NFL. The Raiders, for a quick second, were getting a little feisty defensively. It's like, ooh, maybe the Raiders' defense is good. And then Dikembe, no, no, no. They're not very good at all. I know the Lions shit the bed last week in a big way against the Ravens, but that ain't happening up against the Raiders. Now we move to the A tier at the wide receiver position, beginning with receiver number five, Cooper Cup of the LA Rams going up against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Last week was a bit of a doozy for Cooper Cup against the Steelers. Seven targets, but just two receptions for 29 yards. Wide receiver 53 on the week, but there is no need to panic at all. I get this matchup is definitely tough against the Dallas Cowboys, but at the end of the day, when you have a wide receiver that is as elite as Cooper Cup, you can't rank him much lower. At number six, we got Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. Now, if 
Jamar Chase wasn't on bye last week, and say they're playing up against the 49ers in prime time, just like the Minnesota Vikings, I would have told you that, hey, I'm a little bit worried about this matchup for Jamar Chase. But, and this is a big but, shout out to Lisa Ann, Jamar Chase is now going up against a 49ers defense that's beat up and might not be as elite as we previously thought. Now, does that mean that I think the 49ers defense is washed up and complete and utter dog shit? No. No, I do not think that. But I think that the 49ers defense might be more exploitable than I previously believed. Now, the Cincinnati Bengals have been pretty bad this season. Even up against Seattle in week six prior to the bye, Jamar Chase had, I would say, a pretty mediocre game. But I think coming out the bye, the Bengals are going to look hot, hot, hot. And I think Jamar Chase is going to have one of his better games on the season. At number seven, we have Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Three down games in a row for Devontae Adams, wide receiver 24-69. Very nice, I like, and wide receiver 45 in PPR over the last three games. The Lions' defense definitely did not look good against the Ravens last week, but I think the Lions' defense is still pretty decent. But at the end of the day, you need a elite corner to be able to potentially lessen what Devontae Adams is going to do to you. Jimmy Garoppolo is back, and I think Devontae Adams is going to be back in the good graces of fantasy owners. I love Devontae Adams this week. At number eight, we have Adam Thielen of the Carolina Panthers going up against the Houston Texans at home in Carolina. Now, Adam Thielen has probably been the biggest shock for anyone this fantasy season. Now, I was someone that was somewhat on the Adam Thielen train, but I wasn't the leader of the Adam Thielen bandwagon. I don't really think anyone was on the bandwagon, right? He started to kind of slow down in his career in Minnesota. He gets now to the Carolina Panthers. That's like, all right, this isn't the best situation, but this man has been unreal. This man has been playing out of his mind like Johnny Football up against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Wide receiver 2, 4, 23, and 16 over the last five games. Now, I get that it's gross that you have to play a receiver on the Carolina Panthers. But at the end of the day, this man has been so involved that his ranking of wide receiver 8, honestly, might be not even correct. Like, you could argue to rank him as, like, the wide receiver 5. But the problem is, I don't want to rank Adam Thielen... Ahead of Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, and Devontae Adams. But again, he deserves to be in this spot. He really does. He is just getting force-fed the ball week in and week out in a good matchup against the Texans. At number nine, we have Puka Nakua of the LA Rams going up against the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. Wide receiver five last week. It would appear that with Cooper Cup back, obviously, there is not as much safety with Puka Nakua, but the upside is virtually identical. He has had three games this season already as a top five wide receiver, and one of those was with Cooper Cup there. Again, this is by no means a wet dream matchup, but when you have a wide receiver that sees as many targets as Puka or Cooper Cup, I think they both Deservingly so, deserve to be ranked inside the top 10. At number 10, we have Brandon Ayuk of the 49ers going up against the Bengals in Cincinnati. Now, I do not believe that we will end up seeing 
big cock Brock Purdy start at the quarterback position. I don't know if Debo Samuel is going to play or not. Probably not. And if he does play, he'll be so limited that I don't think it will have an effect on Ayuk. I get that some people might be like, Nick, you got to bump him down a little bit. He's had three down games in a row. Well, Sam Darnold, I would just have to believe is going to feed him the ball. And again, if I was the quarterback, if you were the quarterback, you are still going to start Brandon Ayuk with supreme confidence at number 11 we have cd lamb the lamster going up against the la rams wide receiver 11 his last week prior to the bye week against the chargers this cowboys offense has been very frustrating to watch all year long because there's been so many games where they weren't really tested right the game against the giants the games like against the patriots And then they have some games where they're getting thrown deep into the water and they've got to swim out. And they struggle in those games, like against the Arizona Cardinals or against the San Francisco 49ers. This is an incredibly tough team to read. But at the end of the day, while C.D. Lamb has been very inconsistent for fantasy football, the talent's there. And again, when Dak is playing well, he is going to be good enough to elevate C.D. Lamb to potential superstardom for fantasy football in any given week. Moving down to the B tier, we got Speedy Gonzalez, Chris Olave of the New Orleans Saints going up against the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. Wide receiver 25 and 18 over the last two weeks. This is an amazing matchup against the Colts. I think this could be a game that is the Rock'em Sock'em Robots back and forth affair of a game of the week. The Colts defense, pretty meh. The Saints defense, looking a little suspect. And I think both Gardner Minshew as well as Derek Carr could turn this into a potential firefight, which could lead to Chris Olave having his best game of the season. This man only has one touchdown on the season, and there's only one man to blame. And his name is Derek Carr. At number 13, we got Jalen Waddle away. Waddle Waddle of the Miami Dolphins going up against the New England Patriots. Now, he was limited in practice on Thursday with a back injury, but every single thing I've read is pointing towards Jalen Waddle being available on Sunday. Last time out against the Patriots, he got banged up, only scoring 12 points in that game. Now, if the Patriots, despite the fact that their defense is injured as fuck, are able to shut down Tyreek Hill, this will be the Jalen Waddle game. This will be the game where Jalen Waddle finally goes nuclear. Now, he's had two good games on the season, but I'm talking about the game where Jalen Waddle puts the team on his back like his name was fucking Dora, baby, with backpack on his back. That was a shitty joke, but you get what I mean. Jalen Waddle, this feels to me like his game. Next up, we move to wide receiver 14 to close out the B tier, Christian Kirk. Now, I have been someone all offseason that was given the metaphorical gawk gawk 9000 to Calvin Ridley. I was banging the drum for Calvin Ridley. I was poo-pooing Christian Kirk because I didn't think Christian Kirk would be able to put up the same amount of consistency he did last season knowing that Calvin Ridley was now in town. But it has been just, I look like a fucking idiot. Now, there's still half a season left. So we can come to the end of the season, Calvin Ridley's a league winner, and it's like, look at Nick, what a genius. But early on, it's looking like Calvin Ridley is hit or miss. I guess they never miss, huh? And then Christian Kirk is this uber safe option, like wrapping a Trojan around your squad week in and week out. Against the Steelers, I like Christian Kirk. And again, it's crazy to me that he has been this consistent because there has been 
games where it's like Calvin Ridley isn't even out there. Like last week, they're feeding the ball to Jamal fucking Agnew, and Calvin Ridley is left sitting in the goddamn cuck chair. I don't get it at all, but it is what it is, and we have to react to what's happened in the season. It's not like we can just keep doing the same thing, repeating it over and over, and expecting a different outcome. That would be the definition of insanity. Moving now to the C tier with wide receivers 15 through 19. At number 15, we got, I want a bad bitch. Jordan Addison Ray of the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Wide receiver one with two touchdowns and 120 plus yards last week against the Niners in prime time. Packers defense pretty dog doo doo against the run, but they are pretty rock hard like some Viagra here up against the pass. But Kirk Thuggins showed that that didn't matter last week against the 49ers. And with Jefferson out for at least the next couple of weeks, Jordan Addison assumes position as the number one receiver on the team. And this game, if Jordan love me, tender love me, sweet, can kind of hop back on the saddle, could be a higher scoring game. So I like Jordan Addison a ton this week. At number 16, we got Zay Flowers again. All these guys in the S tier, the A tier, the B tier, the C tier, sure, there are differences in rankings. Sure, I definitely feel much more confident in the guys in the S tier compared to the C tier, but these are all players that, for most fantasy football players, unless you have four of these guys inside the top 19, you're probably playing all of them. And the only guy here that, or there's two guys in the C tier that we're going to talk about very shortly, Devontae Smith and DK Metcalf, where there are pretty large question marks with them, whereas these other guys are just pretty, I wouldn't say safe, because Jordan Addison is safe. Zay Flowers is pretty much more boom or bust. He is the wide receiver 16, but his bust isn't like this colossal fucking bukake left, right, everywhere. It's like, oh, his bad game is like the wide receiver 32, right? Whereas there are receivers like Tyler Lockett in my pocket skirt, who is good game. He's the number one receiver. He's on top of the charts, back in your hearts. But then his bad games is like the wide receiver 77 and he has two fantasy points and he completely dicked your team down. So I think Zay Flowers is not as boom or bust as I probably thought he would be entering into the season. Last week against the Lions, six targets, four receptions, 75 receiving yards, 12 fantasy points. And that was a game where we saw the Detroit Lions get absolutely railroaded by the Baltimore Ravens offense. This week, they faced the Arizona Cardinals. So even if you had some slight worries about the potential safety of a guy like Zay Flowers, all of that is negated against the Cardinals, right? I get it's possible that he could have a bad game against the Cardinals. There are great matchups like last week, Kenneth Walker, wet dream matchup. You're talking about how this guy could potentially be the number one running back on the week, and he shits the bed. Now, he doesn't have a terrible game, but he doesn't play as good as I would like, right? This is a great matchup against the Cardinals. So even if things don't go well, it's not like last week at the end of the week, you're like, ah, I guess I shouldn't have started Kenneth Walker, right? You're like, oh, things went wrong, but the thought process was correct. It's the same thing with Zay Flowers this week. If he shits the bed, it's like, oh, well, at least I made the correct decision, even if it doesn't end up being correct. Like the thought process is 100% correct, 100% sound that you have to rank Zay Flowers very highly this week against this is the worst defense in the NFL, in my opinion. Number 17, we got Jacoby Myers of the Raiders going up against the Lions in Detroit. Wide receiver 11, 14, 10 over the last three games. Week four, the fourth game, was wide receiver 69. Very nice. I like. My name is Borat. Wow, wow, wow. So we got uh, Jacoby Myers. Tough matchup. 
Again, I think the Lions defensively, offensively are hopping back on the saddle like their name was Woody from Toy Story. But I still got so much love for Jacoby Myers and with Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G spot, Jimmy porn star, Jimmy G back under center. I think Jacoby Myers becomes even safer. And again, we've seen Jacoby Myers. It doesn't take Devontae Adams being down tremendous for Jacoby Myers to succeed. At number 18, we got Devontae Smith of the Eagles going up against the Commanders in Washington. Wide receiver 44, 41, 99, 24, 69. Very nice over the last five games. Bad. Starts off the season on fire, 17 and 10 at wide receiver. Now he has completely cooled off. But the problem is here... Do we really want to move Devontae Smith and fucking plummet him like Humpty Dumpty down the wall, down the rankings, because of some bad games in a row? I don't think you can, because this matchup is too juicy, too voluptuous. So Devontae Smith, I think this is his best game. I think he hops back on the saddle. Wide receiver 24 last time against the Commanders. If he at least does that, we won't be that disappointed. At number 19, we got DraftKings Metcalf, DK Metcalf. Donkey Kong Metcalf going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, or not going up against the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know why I just said um like that. Of the Seattle Seahawks going against the Cleveland Browns. Wide receiver 36 last time out against the Bengals. He missed last week against the Cardinals. And the injury report right now is that he practiced in a limited basis on Wednesday. We'll see what happens on Friday. Today. We shall see. And we'll see how I feel by Sunday, because this might be another scenario where Metcalf is a guy like, oh, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't, and then he ends up missing. I'm pretty nervous about Metcalf because of the matchup, but again, there are certain players like Metcalf that are so fucking good that I think if I was to, like, his ECR is wide receiver 28, if he doesn't play, obviously you don't want to play him, and if it seems like he's going to be severely limited, then I would move him down the rankings. If you want my rankings updated, I update them every single week on Patreon. Link in the video description for $7.50 a month. Moving now to the D-tier wide receivers 20 through 24, beginning with Nico Cousin. Let's go bowling. Collins going up against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Nico Collins, expert consensus rankings, wide receiver 21. I got him as the wide receiver 20. Look how hand-in-hand hand me and the expert consensus rankings are now Collins hasn't been very consistent this season. He's had the highest of highs. Week two, wide receiver five. Week four, wide receiver three. And he's had some down games, wide receiver 77, 54, 31. Now, if this was against a tougher defense, I would be more cautious with my ranking of Nico Collins. But up against the Panthers... I think he deserves to be ranked this high. At number 21, can you do something for me? We got Terry McLaurin of the Commanders going up against the Eagles at home in Washington. But before we talk more about Terry McLaurin and the rest of the wide receivers, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play pick them for the NFL, the whole entire universe, and they have a great offer for you guys today. But first, I'm going to explain how the NFL pick them works. You're going to have to make at least two picks from two different teams so you could do potentially three picks you can do two patriots and then a player 
from the Chargers if you want, but there needs to be at least two different teams involved. So we are going to do Ramondre Stevenson higher than 38 and a half rushing yards against the Dolphins defense. And then we are going to go with Raheem Mostert higher than 63 and a half rushing yards against the Patriots. If both of those picks hit, we will get three times our entry fee. If we do three picks, it is six times. Four picks is 10 times and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Again, all of the picks have to hit for you to get paid out. If you are new to Underdog Fantasy and live in one of these states listed on your screen right now and use promo code NOTORIOUS, you will get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. So if you deposit $100, they'll give you an additional $150, additional $50, $25, additional $25. The minimum deposit on Underdog Fantasy is $10. Again, click on the link in the video description or in the pinned comment. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things, wide receiver 21, McLaurin going up against the Eagles. Last time out against the Eagles, he was the wide receiver 13. It seems like, despite starting off the season pretty cold for McLaurin, that he's kind of picked up the pace recently. Obviously, this isn't a great matchup for McLaurin. No one is going to say that, but this is a division game. It will probably end up being at least somewhat close because that's just how division rivalry games are. Like, obviously, the Eagles are... Like, on top of the Empire State Building, the Commanders are, like, on the third floor, right? But with that said, it's a division game. We see this all the time. Teams that aren't as good are able to keep up because they play each other so often. They know each other so well. And I think that will be kind of the case here. Like, I don't think the Commanders are going to get their back blown out. Is it possible? Yeah. But I think it, yeah, but I think it will end up like I'm LA Knight will end up being a little bit closer than people want to believe. And I think that will help out McLaurin. Plus, they're going to be down, so they're going to have to throw the ball, which also helps McLaurin. At number 22, we got Michael Pittman Jr. going up against the Saints at home in Indy. Wide receiver 16 and 9 over the last two weeks. Now, we've talked a lot on this channel about how Gardner Minshew has this like love affair for Josh Downs. Like, they just lock eyes together and fucking Minshew pops a heart on and throws the rock to Josh Downs a bunch. But it's not like Michael Pittman has now been forgotten, has been forbidden from catching the rock. Like Michael Pittman is still out there catching a bunch of passes. And again, he's one of the more heavily targeted wide receivers week in and week out. I get this matchup against the Saints isn't some mouth-watering, slobbering matchup that I'm super pumped about. But again, this matchup does have the potential makings of being really high scoring. And with how involved Pittman is, I don't think we can really rank him much lower than where I've got him at wide receiver 22. At number 23, we got Wiki Wiki DJ Moore going up against the LA Chargers in LA. Now, we talked about this a lot last week that with Tyson Bajent under center, DJ Moore's ceiling is severely lower, right? That upside of being the number one receiver was there with Justin Fields. But with Tyson Bajent, his upside's probably like wide receiver 15 on a really good day now does that mean that you got to sit dj more fuck no baby especially up against a putrid la chargers defense but we have to understand that the upside his peaks his super great game is probably like the wide receiver 15 like i said again even in a great matchup like this last week nine targets eight receptions 54 yards wide receiver 21 that's nothing to scoff at but that's probably around what we should get used to. 
Nine targets, eight receptions, maybe 70 yards. And again, that's by no means a bad game that he could have against the Chargers. But it's not going to be a game where, and he's not really even in the situation to really win you your week when Justin Fields isn't there. And again, that's not to just besmirch, talk shit on Tyson Bagent because he's been good. He has greatly outweighed my expectations on him. But again, I don't want to just sit here and bang the drum for DJ Moore when we know the quarterback situation isn't the best. At number 24, we got DJ Deontay Johnson. Something to worry about. Did not practice on Thursday with a hammy. Something to monitor. Again, am I fully panicking yet? No, but if it comes out, hey, he didn't practice again on Friday, then it probably means we shouldn't be starting Deontay Johnson. Going up against the Jags, I like this matchup for him. Deontay Johnson is just going to be peppered with targets every single game he plays, and he's a great receiver. And we've seen in the past couple of years, he's a touchdown guy. Now, he's yet to score a touchdown this year or last year, but prior to that, eight touchdowns, seven touchdowns, and six touchdowns. Definitely think he could score this week, but again, monitor his health. Moving now to wide receivers 25 through 31. At number 25, we got Garrett Wilson going up against the Giants. Now, Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson is kind of in a very weird situation where he is downright amazing, one of the better receivers in the NFL, but Zach Wilson really holds him down. Now, he doesn't hold him enough to where you have to sit him every week, especially in great matchups like against the Giants, but just like with DJ Moore, he limits Wilson's upside. Like, I don't think this week Wilson could be the number five wide receiver even though the matchup itself tells you hey Garrett Wilson could probably do that because of the quarterback so he's basically in the same situation as DJ Moore except for I just trust DJ Moore a little bit more at number 26 we got Amari Cooper of the Cleveland Browns going up against the Seahawks in Seattle Cooper has been non-consistent this year much of a doozy compared to how I thought he would play Again, I still think he's one of the better receivers in the NFL. He's got a solid matchup, but P.J. Walker's under center. So again, another receiver that's being held back by the quarterback position. Speaking of wide receivers being held captive fucking by the quarterback position, Drake London. This guy has shown that he's really good, but he has Desmond Ritter as his quarterback. Now he has a perfect chef's kiss, manufweek matchup against the Titans, but... He has Desmond Ritter as his quarterback. So now he's stuck in ranking purgatory as the wide receiver 27. We've seen him be a top five wide receiver. We've seen pretty solid games out of him. But I'd say his ceiling, even against the Titans, with Ritter under center, he's probably going to be like the wide receiver 10 if he hits his peak. Now he's only scored two touchdowns on the year. The Titans defense will let you go in and score a touchdown. So it's certainly possible that London has one of his better games. But again, Ritter is per is prone turning the rock over at number 28 we got Cortland Sutton going up against the Chiefs at home in Denver last time against the Chiefs in week six he was the wide receiver 22 ooh, ooh. one touchdown in that game back-to-back -back weeks with a touchdown Jerry Judy has been fully taken over like Cortland Sutton's what I thought that Jerry Judy would do was be the clear number one receiver on the team Russ hasn't looked bad, but Sutton's overtaken him. I think Judy just hates being on the Broncos. Maybe he ends up getting traded by the trade deadline, which I believe is on Tuesday. Club going up on a Tuesday. Again, decent, not decent, I'd say below average matchup for Sutton, but he gets so much volume in this offense, and I think he's probably going to score a touchdown again, so... Wide receiver 28 feels pretty fair for him. At number 29, we got Ridley. Again, a great wide receiver that has just been kerplunked.
by the fact that he just doesn't get enough targets. Like, four targets last week makes no sense. He also caught a pass that, again, it wouldn't have revived his fantasy day, but he would have at least had, like, five fantasy points instead of two. He was the wide receiver 92 last week. Let that sink in, right? Wide receiver 92. I still think he has all the talent. I think he's shown it off this year. He's had a game as the wide receiver 6, as the wide receiver 9. But there's other games sprinkled in. Wide receiver 81, 66, 32, 58, 92. I'm going to be honest. I think even wide receiver 29 feels a little high. But again, he's so good that you can't really rank him lower. At number 30, we got GP, George Pickens, going up against the Jaguars. If Deontay Johnson doesn't play, I actually think that will hurt George Pickens because with Pickens... Um, with Deontay Johnson out there making so much room for Pickens, it's actually helping him out a ton, over 100 yards in back-to-back weeks. I still don't think Kenny Pickett looks as good as I thought he would look this season, but he doesn't look as bad recently. Still not great, but doesn't look as bad. The matchup against the Jags is okay, so I think wide receiver 30 is pretty fair. At number 31, we got Rashi Rice going up against the Denver Broncos in Denver. Talk about this every single week. We've been talking about this for years. That besides Travis Kelsey, Mahomes just spreads the ball out so much that it makes it incredibly frustrating to start any other receiver on the Chiefs. But it really does feel like, at least to me, in in deep down the depths of my body, my gut is telling me that Rashi Rice is the number one receiver. Now again, is he like an alpha wide receiver like A.J. Brown getting 10-plus targets a game like Tyreek Hill? No, not even close. But it does feel like he cemented himself as the guy in the offense and he's been finishing well wide receiver 14 34 23 over the last three weeks now his worst game was against denver now again if you just look at the last game and say that's exactly what's going to happen the next time these two teams played you would probably have a very bad time assessing fantasy football because things are wildly different every single week so with that said i feel like rashi rice is going to be decent but again I'm not banging the drum ever to start the number one receiver on the Chiefs because they spread the ball out so much. Like, Tyreek Hill already has way more 100-yard games in Miami than he had in Kansas City because of how much Mahomes spreads the ball out. And again, that's not to say that two is better than Mahomes, even though he is. He's a Dolphins fan, obviously, duh. But more to say, like, hey, Tua knows what the fucking role is. Throw the ball to Tyreek. Tyreek's the number one read. He's going to be open a lot, so you're going to feed him the ball. Whereas Mahomes, he fucking looks everywhere, throws the ball. You get the ball, you get the ball, you all get the ball. Like his name was Oprah Winfrey. So, again, that's not to shit on Mahomes or to shit on Tyreek's time in Kansas City. He got a ring. Hopefully, he gets at least one ring in Miami. That would uh, bring joy to my heart. I would be no longer like the Grinch. At number 32, beginning in the F tier, we got Josh. It's going down for real. Josh Downs, the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Saints. Wide receiver four. Last week, great game. Back-to-back weeks with a touchdown. Again, not the best matchup against the Saints. Let's see. Let's see if he could keep it up. I think wide receiver 32 is fair. I think the expert consensus rankings are kind of shitting on him as the wide receiver 38. I think wide receiver number 32 is much more fair. You could even argue that you could have him in the tier above this one. So again, I'm not trying to shit on Josh Downs, but again, we know who Gardner Minshew is, right? Gardner Minshew's a lot like Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? He has these games where he's hot, 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 where he's on fire. It's like, oh, look at that. But then if he starts off on the struggle bus, right? He throws a pick at the beginning of the game. You're probably not going to see Downs have the best of games. At number 33, we got Tyler Lockett in my pocket skirt of the Seahawks going up against the Browns. Now I will note, if Lockett potentially misses, if DK misses, 
then JSN is getting is going to climb up the rankings. He didn't practice on Thursday. Lock it. Like, DK Metcalf's hit or miss, but when Metcalf misses, it's like, oh, he's the wide receiver 40. When Lockett misses, it's like, oh, he's the wide receiver 91 or the wide receiver 56, right? It's like, oh, I really fucked myself in the ass by starting Tyler Lockett, whereas that's not as much the case with Metcalf. Terrible matchup against the Browns, so he's ranked here, but he should get enough volume to potentially hit that spike if he plays. Number 34, we got Tee-hee Higgins going up against the 49ers. Bad matchup for Higgins, Partly, but coming out the bye, so I think we will see the best Higgins game aside from Week 2. But again, I'm starting to worry about Higgins because outside that Week 2 game where he went nuclear, ballistic against the Ravens, 89 yards, 2 touchdowns, wide receiver 4. He's been the wide receiver 131, 84, 82, misses a week, wide receiver 78. So again, while I love T. Higgins, he's been a buzz this year. He's currently the wide receiver 69. Very nice. I like my wife. Number 35, Hollywood Brown of the Arizona Cardinals going up against the Baltimore Ravens. I moved Hollywood up slightly because the upside's there. But again, he's been outside the top 40 in back-to-back weeks because Josh Dobbs reeks to high heaven. You could definitely argue there's other guys that we aren't going to talk about in today's videos, like wide receivers 37 through 40. There are other players you could argue, like, hey, you should probably start this guy over Hollywood. For instance, Tank Dell, or even Kendrick Bourne, Romeo Dobbs, like you could argue for them over Hollywood Brown. Number 36, Josh Palmer going up against the Bears at home in LA, wide receiver 10 last week. That's probably not going to happen again, but it's against the Bears, so he should be able to do good enough to crack your starting lineup in deeper leagues or in a league where maybe your wide receiver core isn't as good. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did not have been joining, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below as well as hit that like button. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X. Please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. I love each and every single one of you guys so much. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day, and as always, good boy!